Welcome to FitChicks Chat, the weekly podcast dedicated to educate and empower women to take control of their lives, where we talk about fitness, nutrition, mindset, and wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by FitChicks Academy, where we help heart-centered women who love health and fitness get certified as fitness and nutrition coaches and build amazing businesses. If you're ready to create the life, health, and career you love, please join us for our upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program and download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure to learn more. Now let's dive into this week's episode of Fit Chicks Chat. Welcome to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast, where we talk all things fitness, nutrition, and wellness for women to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. And now, your hosts, Laura Jackson and Amanda Quinn. Hello, everyone, and welcome to FitChicks Chat. My name is Amanda Quinn, and I'm going to be riding solo today on our podcast, talking to you all about something I'm super passionate about. So, of course, this is Thursday, so we're going to be talking specifically about business related to fitness trainers. Today, though, I want to talk to you about the idea of group fitness and that it is not dead. Oftentimes right now, I think that we believe that group fitness is something that is like this dying breed or that everybody wants personal training. But the truth of the matter is that I actually feel like it's completely the opposite. I actually think that more so than ever before, we need more group fitness in our society so that we can create a bond and a community that allows people to come together towards one specific goal and feel motivated and inspired by other people, right? And so... When I talk about this, I'm going to talk to you today specifically about how you can reinvigorate your group fitness classes, or if you are someone who is maybe just starting out and you want to start group fitness classes, how you can actually begin to like invigorate your classes or create that community environment. Because here's the thing. The reason why group fitness classes sometimes do not succeed, the reason why sometimes they end up struggling is because they are not following these principles. They are not following these principles of actually creating a community environment, of making it so that it is exciting, it's interesting, and makes people actually want to show up to every single class. So how do you do that? I'm going to talk you through that. So these are three principles that we use when we were running our Fit Chicks Bootcamp program, which is what catapulted our business from seven women to a seven-figure business model. These were the principles that we followed. And these are the principles that are oversighted, like not like people don't pay as much attention to you. And I think that this is like the stuff that if you can implement this into your group fitness classes and figure out cool ways to start implementing it, you too can actually have extremely successful group fitness classes. So the idea that group fitness is dead is absolutely false. And I'm going to prove that today. And I'm going to show you exactly how you can begin to start building that community environment in your program. So the first thing that you need to do is exactly what I'm talking about now, which is build a community. It can't just be a fitness class. When it's just a drop-in class or something where people are just like showing up, they do not really connect to you as a trainer. They don't connect. They don't have a create a bond with the other people in class. When people just show up, there's no connection. There's no usual suspects. They don't feel like they belong to something. People want to have that belonging sense, right? The whole thing is when you think about like people in general, we all have the same needs and wants. We all want to be, we all desire to be loved, to be heard, to be seen, and to feel connected. 
right? Like these are principles that every single person around the planet has those same desires. And so if we have those desires, why not create that environment in your class? When I was teaching my group fitness classes, this is one of the things that I paid so much attention to. And it wasn't just because I was trying to create this community to get people to stay with me. It was also because I really just enjoyed this aspect of it. I wanted my women to feel like they were like a team in this together and they were doing this together and that they felt like even though they were on their own journey within the group setting, they still felt like they were a part of something larger than themselves, which created this amazing environment so much so that in my group fitness classes, not only were the women um, around every single month, month after month, year after year, to the point where you could not actually join my classes. My classes were completely sold out. But also, outside of my classes, guess what they did? The chicks in my classes used to actually go and work out together outside of my classes. They would meet up at the park together and go for walks, go for runs, do different challenges. They created, so by me creating this community environment, it created this special bond that they then took upon themselves to then keep going with, which was so amazing and so cool and so important in today's society. So how do you do that? I did that simply by doing a bunch of different things in my classes. Number one, I would run challenges outside of class. So when people are in the class, they're in it, right? Like they're connected, they're in it, they're like vibing. But outside of class, once they leave that class, how do you keep that connection going? Number one is I would create challenges. I would run weekly challenges that I would like do over the weekends when they weren't in my class that I would then connect again with on the um, Monday or the Tuesday, whenever my classes would start. Again, the next week, I would ask them like, how did that challenge go and keep them connected? And then we would kind of all talk about that challenge together as a group and say, you know, encourage each other to like get it going. The other thing that we would do is, and I love this part, so we would actually do this whole like kind of taste test kind of thing in my class. And you don't have to do this, but this was something that was so fun that I loved doing. So I actually started by like baking homemade Lara bars. And I made them from scratch at home and I was like, I'm going to bring them to class and let them try them after class. So they're like a healthy option. There's something really cool. I made sure to print off the recipes so that anyone who had allergies could read it to make sure it was safe for them. But we would do this in my class and then they would be like, it would create this bond because there is this special bond that happens when you like break bread, right? When you share food together, it's like this creation of this special bond. And so, but by me doing that, guess what happened? The next week, someone in my class, they brought something that they made for everybody to try. And then the following week, somebody else brought something and then it became this whole chain reaction that was so cool. So why not create something like that where it's almost like, like a weekly potluck kind of thing where every week somebody else can bring something in for everyone to try if they want to participate in it. It's such a fun way to just get people like A, interested in their health, B, trying maybe a new recipe, C, getting them to like break bread together and stay after class and just chat and have like a little snack and talk, you know, and giving them a new experience outside of just the class. When you do just the class, you are really limiting yourself to just not creating that community. And then the final thing that we used to do was we would actually sign up for challenges or runs or like races and things like that together. So when I would be like, I'm going to do this charity run, I would invite them all. I'd be like, hey, join my team. Let's be a team together. Let's do this together. And let's train in my classes towards that goal. Such a cool way to be able to then create that special bond in class and then outside of class, 
right? You want, and like, I know some people, some trainers that even go as far as like setting up a monthly dinner or setting up like, um, a book club on top of the training and things like that. There's so many creative ways that you can do this, but by creating a community, you will create a sense of belonging. When people feel like they belong, they don't want to leave that sense. So if you don't already have something that you're doing, that's creating that community environment inside and outside of your class, you need to get on that now. The second thing that you need to do to reinvigorate or to at least if you are in the starting stages of building a business and you're like, I want to do group fitness classes, this is like fundamental things that you have to do. Okay. The second thing is you want to offer levels and options so that people feel like they belong. Feeling like an outsider is garbage, plain and simple, right? Nobody wants to feel that way. Nobody wants to feel like they're an outsider or that they can't do something or that, you know, um, like that they suck. <laughs> if you're not offering options and levels and modifications to allow people to find their fitness journey within your setting, you are going to push people away from you. So you need to cater in a group setting to everyone and do it in a way that doesn't single people out. So how do you do that? Number one, in order to not single people out, you need to talk to them before class even starts. This is one thing that I always used to do. So if I knew that somebody, for example, I had someone in my class and she was recovering from um, cancer. And so she had limited mobility in one of her arms. And so her and I talked about it and I loved her so much. And like we, we bonded so well. And I was just like, you know what, knowing that here are your options and modifications that I want you to do. So when I do this move, when I do push-ups, for example, I want you to do them against the wall because then it'll like limit the pressure on there and it um, will help you slowly build it, you know? And then when I was doing like, for example, chest presses, I would be like, do the movement, but just don't use any weights because she couldn't do any weight bearing at the time. By the end of us working together, she was crushing push-ups on her knees and like doing like heavier weights and stuff because she was able to build it up slowly rather than just feeling like, oh, well I can't do those moves. Therefore I just have to sit back and wait till everybody's done that before I can participate. You need to let provide options if you want to create that environment where people feel like they belong. The second thing that you want to do is when you're offering those modifications, don't just offer it to the one person. Like I would never be like, oh, hey, you know what? We're going to do push-ups, but you know what? You over there, you're going to do this instead. Like I would never call it out and single someone out because I feel like that makes people so uncomfortable. They'll start sweating. They'll feel like nervous. They'll feel like they're have a spotlight on them and nobody wants to feel that way, right? Even when someone's doing something exceptionally well, sometimes that can make people feel very uncomfortable if you're like, oh my gosh, everybody look at Amanda, like she's crushing it in this. Like, even though they might be crushing it, they might not want that spotlight. So just be very cautious of how you put people on the spot or single them out. Um, and never call somebody out. So never, like if someone has improper form in a group setting, you're never going to be like, Oh, hey, like from the front of the room, like, hey, Laura, like, you know what, your squat's wrong or whatever. Like, don't, like, never call someone out. Instead, use the opportunity, once you've demonstrated a movement, use the opportunity to move around your space and correct people's form individually, one-on-one. -on -one. Talk to them, be like, hey, Laura, like, I feel like you probably put a bit more weight in your heels, sit back a little more, keep your chest up a little more, whatever it is, whatever the modification is that you want to see in them. Talk to them one-on-one -on -one and show them one-on-one -on -one, rather than doing it from the front of the room, like that old school approach of like aerobics instructors who would just be like at the front doing everything. Take the opportunity to, once people are moving in that movement, to move around your space and adjust and offer those modifications one-on-one, -on -one, personalize it. And then of course, 
treat everyone as equals. All right. So celebrate wins, not just the people that can do like the crazy moves that you've like imagined in your brain. And like, you know, they're crushing like one arm push-ups or something like that. Like celebrate them, of course, but also celebrate the people that are like power walking instead of sprinting. You want to celebrate every single person and tell them how exceptional they are because every person is Every single person is pushing to their maximum effort within their own parameters. And if you don't celebrate them, they may feel like, well, I'm never going to have anyone recognize my effort because I won't be able to do those things or I can't do, you know, the one arm push-up. So therefore, or I can't sprint. So therefore I will never feel recognition. And when people don't feel recognition, they don't feel like they belong. So you really have to make sure that you are doing all of those pieces within your group setting. And then the final thing, the final point to reinvigorate your group fitness classes or to be able to just get started on the right foot is number three, have variety. <laughs> now, I know that that probably comes without saying, but honestly, yes, circuits are amazing. If you want to do circuits, they're super fun. But if you're doing it every day, all day, and if you're using the same equipment, same moves, you're doing the same thing over and over again. I remember I went to a group fitness class in the very beginning of um, my fitness journey. And it was the exact same workout to the exact same playlist every single time. So literally, I could know by the song what I was about to be doing. Do you know how boring that gets? And when your brain gets bored, your body gets bored because you don't push yourself to your limits. You just kind of start tuning out. You're not really doing everything to your maximum effort. Your whole goal is to be able to push people to their limits, to get them the results they want, to show them what is possible. If they start tuning out because they are already getting super bored, you are going to run into people plateauing, not connecting, and not committing to your programs. So having variety is what's going to help you break out of that pattern. So the first thing that you can do, offer new patterns timing, classes, cadences, movements, like literally every single class. When I was teaching our group fitness, Fit Chicks classes, I changed the class every single night. I never repeated the same class twice. Why? Yes, that's a lot of work, but really it's not that much work. Once you build this like exercise library and you kind of have a template that you can follow that you're like, I'm going to like follow the same sort of flow, but insert different movements, different modalities, different exercises within this sort of format. It doesn't take as long as you would think. And what is more important, spending the extra 20 minutes to build that class so that you have people really excited about the workouts or showing up and just teaching the same thing over and over again. Also, as a trainer, you're going to get super bored if you're teaching the same thing. So make sure that you take the time to have variety. The other thing is do your homework. It's going to show with your clients, they are going to see. If you are like, oh my gosh, guys, like I saw this new move and I can't wait to show it to you, or I came up with this whole new pattern, this whole new sequence, or I tried this class the other day and the teacher did this crazy move and I want you guys to test it out or whatever. But like when you do that, that invigorates your class too. It creates excitement, right? It creates this new energy because you're like, oh, that's so cool. Like you spent that time thinking about this, even though they know you're planning the lessons. To know that you outside of that also went above and beyond to like come up with something really creative and unique and different for them, it really shows that you care. You care about them. You care about their goals. And then the final thing in terms of variety is have partner work or teamwork included in every class. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, some people don't like partner work. That's true. But there's also some people that love partner work and there's some people that love teamwork. Now, it doesn't have to necessarily be like you are connected doing partner work or you're connected doing teamwork. It could be like I used to do this one um, team exercise where every single person still worked as an individual to gain points for their team. 
So they actually would move around like this sequencing, and then every time they made it around the whole sequencing, they would get one point towards their team, but they were still working as an individual. So then it didn't create that feeling of like, oh, someone's relying on me necessarily, or people are waiting up for me, but it allowed for people to still work individually at their own pace, push themselves, but then still feel like they're creating a team environment and energy, which is so cool. So think about different ways that you can create partner work. Now keep in mind, it does, I, won't, I do not recommend that it is the entire class because again, some people just are not into it. And so I would make it just a small portion, five to 10 minutes of your class. Every single time should be that partner work or teamwork because going back to point number one, this is gonna help you create that community environment and make things fun, interesting, change things up. And to be honest, when people do partner work or they work in a team setting, they often push themselves a little bit harder. They go a little bit faster. They go a little bit bigger. And the reason why is because they're always trying to match the other person, right? So there may be someone that they're partnered with who maybe runs a little faster. You're going to notice that partner starts running just a little faster too, which is so cool, right? And that's what you want. You want to help push limitations, push boundaries so that people can actually like get out of their own comfort zone and get out of their way to reaching their goals. So those are my three ways that if you do not already include these pieces in your business today, or if you are creating your business and you haven't thought about those elements and you're just like, oh, I'm just going to teach a fitness class. If you're going to just teach a fitness class, you're going to be constantly hustling to get clients. You're going to constantly be, you know, trying to figure it all out and you feel like you're throwing spaghetti at the wall and thinking that it sticks. If you develop a program that follows these pieces, having the community aspect included, having the levels and modifications aspect included, and then having variety so that you know different styles, modalities, cadences, etc., are included in your programming, you will have so much more success. I promise you this. And of course, I mean, if you are interested in this and you want more ideas or you want new information about how to structure your fitness classes, programming, program development, if you're looking for different elements to add to your fitness classes, make sure that you check out our upcoming fitness and nutrition expert certification program, where I will actually work with you directly through that whole group fitness section, helping show you exactly how to break this all down. I'm going to share moves. I'm going to share programs, patterns, program development, class modalities, and different moves that you can incorporate into your program. So this is included our 12-week certification. Remember, once you graduate, you are actually certified as a group fitness instructor, personal trainer, nutrition coach, and wellness coach. So it's four certs in one training program. I would love to have you join us. I would love to be able to help you. But hopefully this podcast also helps you just start thinking outside the box a little bit more, especially if you are someone who is already certified and you need to just sort of develop that um, group fitness class that is going to be successful and help you kind of move your business forward. So I look forward to hearing from you. Comment below. Let me know where you're at in terms of your business. If you already have a business, if you are building it, if you are in the process of creating course um, content, if you are someone who already has group fitness classes or maybe you've been considering starting them, I'd love to know where you're at and I'd love to know if you found that these three things, adding them into your business, how much that has impacted your business. So comment, please let me know how much has helped you. And of course, again, as I mentioned, if you are interested in checking out more about our fitness and nutrition expert program, it starts on September 25th. We are starting just like in less than a week. So you don't have a lot of time. Make sure you check it out at fitchicksacademy.com. And I look forward to helping you build the life, health, and career that you deserve. And for those of you listening today, I want to thank you so much for listening. And of course, we will see you again next week. Bye, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to the Fit Chicks Chat Podcast. Want more healthy love? Visit www.fitchicks.com for amazing resources, free workouts, recipes, tips, and so much more to help you live your healthiest and fiercest life inside and out. Thank you for joining us this week. And remember, if you are ready to create the life, health, and career you love, join us for the upcoming Fitness and Nutrition Expert Certification Program. Download the brochure today at www.fitchicksacademy.com forward slash F&E brochure.